Welcome to On the Record, the podcast for all employees of Axel Springer. Here, leading voices of our transatlantic media company discuss what moves us today and what will move us in the future. My name is Adib. I am Global Head of Communications. And today I am joined by the CEO of the biggest tabloid medium in Europe, Bild. Cloud is sensed. Welcome. Thank you so much, Adib. It's great to be here. It's fantastic for you to be here. It's, you know, we always want to have new people on the show. And this is a first for you, the first of many, we hope. And we begin uh, the interview, as always, with a round of quickfire questions. I'll provide the beginning of a sentence and I'll ask you to complete it, if that's okay. I'll try my very best. If I could time travel to one moment from 2023, it would be... Build 100 on the roof of the new building, our annual party slash reception where we welcome the most important individuals from all of Germany. Um, it was it was a blast. Definitely the setting in and of itself is already a blast for sure. One thing I learned in 2023 that will help me make things better in 2024 is... The most demanding and challenging times are definitely necessary, but they can help to provide the, the substance and base for change. And I think 23 was a very, very demanding year, but um, we laid the foundation for what, what is now to come. Three adjectives to describe BUILD are... Strong, high energy, and loud. <laughs> well, it's a tabloid, so that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for that. Let's also entangle some of the things that you mentioned there. Maybe because we're obviously talking to an international audience as well. Could you give like the elevator pitch that you would to anybody who doesn't know Build? How would you describe Build in 30 seconds? Well, the most simple one is Build is a tabloid, maybe even the tabloid. I think it's the best tabloid in the world. Maybe I'm a little bit biased here, but let me explain why I'm so convinced about that. I think the new campaign which we just launched is a great example of that. The campaign slogan is or reads, build stays built. What do we mean by that is that in a world which is probably changing more rapidly than ever before, we also change. Build had a year of change, but we deliver on certain promises and we deliver on what we are most known for, which is we take the concerns of our readers very, very close to heart. We reach pretty much every second German each month in Germany, and we have the best journalism. We have the best journalist out there, and I think the last year was a true example of that. With all the conflicts in the world, we provided a voice to so many people, and I think that is built, a tabloid, but the best one. We're at the beginning of 2024, and let's listen to what Matthias, uh, our CEO, had to say about Build's development in 2023. I've never seen that in 20 years, such a recovery of Build. Build is more powerful, stronger, more convincing than ever, has delivered on all relevant KPIs. So it's a journalistic success, it's a cultural success, and it's a business success. That's a lot of praise. It truly is. I think it um, provides also lots of pressure to, to continue to, to deliver on those ambitions. But first of all, I think I'm tremendously grateful for what the team did over the last year. As I said, the last year was a very, very challenging one. It was basically a year of, of change. It was a year in which we came up with a new editorial leadership team. It was a year in which we defined our structures for, for the future, in which we accelerated our digital transformation again. And so finishing the year as a 
very successful one is something which makes me tremendously grateful for what each and everyone within the build organization did for that. And I mean, like our journalists, we managed to cover all those crises which also took place last year yeah. in a way which I think only build is capable of doing. We came up with new products, be it digital, be it also on the advertising side. And all these efforts from a large group of people then provided us with the opportunity to finish the year in successful and, and good way. Now, you're the CEO, so obviously, you know, you, you are on the business side. How do you define success, though? Like, you know, you've said how how big the reach is, you know, the, every second German is sort of reached by build every single month. But give us a couple of like KPIs. How do you measure success as the CEO? So first of all, um, you're right, I'm the CEO. And there's a reason for that. Um, I love journalism. I think journalists are the most fascinating and most creative individuals I know of. They work tremendously hard. So I think the, the substance of build is defined in its journalistic work. And on that side, I mean, we are all aware of the stories our journalists covered uh, during the last year. But there are obviously numbers. I mean, when it comes to the number of quotes, we are by far the most quoted publication in Germany by all other publications. Mm -hmm. So Bild is the number one publication of record, basically, when it comes to other publications covering a story and quoting Bild. Mm -hmm. That is a, an element of journalistic quality. On the other hand, you mentioned reach, and I referenced the 38 million people we are reaching each and every month. At the same time, I would argue, if we only look towards digital, the last year was a very successful one because we managed to reach more people in almost every month than in prior years. What do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. We managed to reach more than 500 million visits. So more than 500 million times an individual, you, mm -hmm. myself, decided to go to build. In September, for example, we reached, or in October it was, I think we reached 530 million individual visits in Germany. I don't know how to grasp 530 million. Mm -hmm. But to put things in perspective, Amazon in Germany, for example, only had 430 million visits in September. So more than 100 million times more than that, people felt the urge to check on what's happening with Build. Mm -hmm. So all of these elements are success stories. In the end, obviously, success from a CEO's level is also defined by revenue, so top line and bottom line. And there, I'm tremendously impressed by what the teams delivered on because we managed to basically turn around the print decline on the top line side. So yes, we sell less print advertisements. We have less circulation in print, and that leads to less circulation revenue. But the growth in digital outperformed the decline in print. Mm -hmm. So we had more revenue during the last year thanks to the growth in digital than in prior year. And on top of that, we also improved our bottom line in a very meaningful way. And that is success, I would say. Again, it's a team effort. And I, I cannot stress enough how thankful I am for all the efforts from all the individuals who made this possible. So I take it was a year of change and it was still sort of a successful year. We talked about the success part. Let's talk about the change. So... In February of last year, we came out and sort of said, Matthias stood on a stage at the headquarters of Axel Springer in Berlin and said, we're going to go digital only. One of the publications that this impacts is obviously built. That's kind of how 2023 started for you as a year. So could you talk a little bit more about the change and how that journey has been for built so far and you know, what do you, what do you envision for the future? Look, I think the future is digital. 
that is very clear and it's almost simple, I would say. But the reality is that today and probably also tomorrow, print is still a very important product, but also means to transport our journalism for us. And so we needed to find and still need to find the right balance, how we accelerate the transformation to digital by keeping the, the best elements of print. And um, you referenced February. And there we said two things. One is our future is digital. Mm -hmm. The second one is that for build, success is defined by by reach. Our relevance is defined by reach. Mm -hmm. And therefore, again, like the changes we also implemented over the course of the last year with regards to the editorial leadership are so important. Because with Marion and Robert, who are now leading our editorial teams, we have two very experienced journalists leading the newsroom. And they provide a clear path and trajectory for us. And we together used the last year to define the future setup for us. What do I mean by that? Since a couple of days, since the beginning of this year now, we started to operate. And again, like I have to be so thankful for the efforts which were put in here. We have a so-called Deutschland or Germany desk, which is coordinating now all the efforts across our printed, but also digital products in order to make sure that all of our stories are pushed out first digitally and then the best stories make it to print. And that is a complete change to how it was before. And also structurally, we, I said it before, we had a very tough year because we worked with a lot of teams where we also had to leave a couple of colleagues behind, which are not with us anymore because of those structural changes. We are looking into layout. We are looking into certain roles and titles where we have to say in the year 23, 24, we cannot work with these structures anymore. And so that is um, exactly what happened over the course of the last year. So that now at the beginning of this year, I'm, I'm really energized. And I think that's also the feeling you get when you're working with the teams. We're really energized now for 24 to make the changes happen and reality, to basically create a future is now setup in which digital defines everything, but we also provide a very high quality print product for of our many readers who are still actively reading us in print and in various situations where print has advantages over digital. Then let's look into that future. So over the next several years, you mentioned before that in 23, digital growth outpaced decline in print. Now, obviously, you know, print, there's, you know, people pay money. Uh, and I know that we have a subscription model, obviously. Is it really your expectation for a brand that is maybe you could say almost saturated in the German market, reaching every second German every single month, 530 million visits a, a month? Where is that digital growth going to come from over the next years? Like, how do you achieve your growth plans in 24 and beyond? Look, I think the answer is teamwork and great journalism. Um, it's very simple. It's obviously hard work, but the answer is simple. And we are seeing the initial results already now. Over the last few days, since the beginning of this year, we see a very, very strong start into the, into the year of 24. We have more visits than ever before. We are seeing on a continuous basis that people come to build because I think it's the result of the work of the editorial team. They are even more laser focused on providing a more up-to-date and broader picture of what is happening right now. So like the urge to, to check on what's happening right now, the urge to check out what's happening on Build is only growing. And I think that is the answer to your question. And um, we still have lots of growth potential there. But because you also referenced our paid offering, right? 
as I said, for build, reach defines relevance. But at the same time, we're not going for reach in a random fashion. It's more a structural approach towards what is a story which is relevant for a reader and what is the best way to monetize that story. And so I'm tremendously, again, grateful that 10 years after we launched Build Plus, and by the way, that was one of my very first projects that I was able at Axel Springer to join the team who was actually launching Build Plus. And now 10 years later, we managed to cross more than 700,000 digital subscribers with Build in November of last year. And I think that's a great example. Yes, we're reaching a lot of people, but we can convince even more people to join our digital subscription offering. And if I look in the last year, the fact that we managed to grow with more than 60,000 net new subscribers in a market in which more and more people need to think very carefully on what they spend money on is is again a result of the great work of our journalists, but also of our business and product teams who are improving our product on a really daily basis these days now. Quick question as an aside. So 700,000, again, sort of similar to 530 million. How does that compare to others in the market? Well, I think the best answer is Build doesn't need anyone to compare, at least within the, the direct competition. We are in the German market by far the largest subscription offering when it comes to digital journalism. And also worldwide, we are in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, though I personally think it's not so much the relative position of Build. It's more the what value can we provide to our users? And therefore, I think we need to really figure out what are the future product offerings for Build Plus to make it even better and even more attractive to our readers to sign up for Build Plus. And therefore, I'm so thrilled about what's next. What what are the opportunities we have, for example, now with generative AI applications in order to further improve the product for our readers? So then let's talk about that, actually, because we were very outspoken and also in my day job in communications in highlighting the introduction of an AI product on the digital offering of Build. Can you talk a little bit about that project that we call Hey? Yeah, thank you. I think it's a fascinating example of how we can work across various teams at Axel Springer, but also at Build. Hey is a product which was created by Valentin Schöndienst and his team. And together with his team of developers, he provided, I think, the very first application where GenAI provides actual value to many, many consumers. Hey is a product which provides an interface which makes it very easy for journalists to provide experiences which are somewhat tailored GenAI experiences towards a reader's need. Mm -hmm. And so when we launched that with Build... Even during the first month, we managed to provide an experience for almost a million users to ask a question and get a personalized answer. And I think what we did by that is creating a new form of journalism, but also of an article, right? Since the invention of the printing presses, more or less, an article was written in one way and then distributed to hundreds of thousands of people. With Hey now, we create experiences from and by journalists which provide individual answers based on your specific needs. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have an answer of what you should cook tonight based on what you have in your fridge, Hey provides you with an answer. And the momentum we are seeing there is really fascinating. As I said, we started with roughly a million users in the first month. Now in December, we saw more than 2 million users interacting with Hey on build.de. And since the launch of Hey we answered more than 20 million questions by our users 
in order to provide them with individual answers and feedback to their questions and needs. And I think that is exactly what Build is, is best of, of providing answers to our readers in a very broad way. So just so I understand, though, you know, basically that sounds like a chat GPT function on Build's online platform. Why don't people just go to ChatGPT then? Don't they get the same thing there? I think it's it's way more than that because what we do is we provide readers with an experience in which A, we define very clearly what the large language model, and it can be ChatGPT, but we, we build it in a way, or Valentin and team build it in a way so that we can basically use various providers of large language models and systems to come up with answers. We basically tailor very clearly and define very clearly what use cases put in place here. Mm -hmm. And then we also provide individual prompt proposals. Mm -hmm. Because if you come to build, you come to build because you want to consume something. And therefore, the difference is if you open your ChatGPT app, you have to type something and you have to talk to the, to the app or whatever. But we provide you with potential answers which are relevant to you. And then we provide a dialogue in which we can then in a very detailed way answer your specific question. And so I think it is way more than just ChatGPT. And even more importantly, the big, big difference is my understanding is that ChatGPT reaches approximately 2 million users in Germany each month. The fact that and that closes the loop with Build, we reach almost every second German, is that with Hey, we have a funnel basically towards actually working and providing an experience for many, many people who never interacted with large language models. And by doing that, we basically educate the German public on the potential of generative AI. And I think, therefore, this is so much bigger than just a chatbot. So that brings us to the million-dollar question, the future of journalism, the future of build in the era of AI, how does that look like? I mean, you know, a lot of the sort of journalistic work of a tabloid is maybe we can see that in the product of, hey, can be done by AI, question mark? I, I, this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but I, I would best definitely shake my head here and say no, because journalism in and of itself is something which can only actually be performed by humans, by journalists. And so I really see generative AI applications as a tool for our journalists. And let me elaborate a little bit on that because one of the successes of last year was also that we on purpose decided that we want to make our journalists more visible as individuals, as so-called creators, one, one can almost say. And then it doesn't matter so much whether it's a journalist for build mm -hmm. or whether it's a journalist telling a story and working with us. And um, one example, the best example is probably Paul Ronsheimer. Mm -hmm. Paul is a journalist which you cannot replace by Gen AI because Paul is going to places where AI cannot be, be it in Ukraine, be it in Israel, be it in an interview situation with um, the Israeli prime minister, be it in a conversation with the mother of a soldier in Ukraine. And the tools Gen AI applications provide then can help Paul to do a better job and also many other journalists. Because, for example, when it comes to transcribing text, a podcast conversation, Gen AI applications do a fabulous job in taking away hours of work and providing a 95 to whatever percentage perfect product. But the actual work of a journalist is only going to become enabled by AI and not replaced by it. I'm super convinced of that. 
Claudius, I can already tell we need to have you back because, you know, we're out of time already. It was great to have you. Thank you so much for coming. And we would love to have you back soon. And lots of luck for 2024. We look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm really motivated and I think so is the team. So onwards to a great 24. Thank you. Thank you all for listening in. Of course, you can find us on social media, on LinkedIn and on Instagram. You can find these links in the show notes. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love a like or a positive review. And if you have any suggestions or questions, please write us at otr at axelspringer.com. Hear you next time here on On The Record. 